and welcome to The Cut of Steel, Episode 7. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is James Selig. Hello. Danny Benson. Hey. And the only existing Brandon, Brandon Moncada. So I think we should save real quick, rest in peace to uh, Brandon Blockstorff. We, uh, we're going to miss him. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> People will take that like totally the wrong way. <laughs> he, he's not, he's not dead, everybody. He's They're, just not feeling well today. It honestly also kind of sounds slightly like that trailer song from the Batman, the Robert Pattinson Batman trailer. A, a little bit, I don't know why, but it's, uh, it's the minor, it's the minor yeah. key, just yeah, to make it sound sad. It's uh, something happened where there could only be one, and. The Moncada had to eat the Blockstorf to survive. Yeah, it's kind of like when you put two praying here. mantises in a jar together, and eventually one of them eats the other one. That's what happened. Yeah. He also absorbed his glasses. I want to yeah. also make sure you understand that, too. Yes. But this is the Cut of Steel. This is our DCEU uh, podcast where we talk about all the DC films and what we like, don't like, how we would change them. And currently, with Episode 7, we are jumping post justice league both whedon and snyder versions and heading into the next chapter which begins with aquaman which is what this episode is about and we just did our recording for the commentary that will be up eventually one time this year on apollo city comics because uh, you guys don't know it's like way later apparently but, hey we just plan ahead all right yeah uh but we just watched it, so it's fresh in our minds, and I figure, you know, we were pretty positive during it, so we can kind of get all the, whatever small negatives out of the way first, and then move on to just everything this film did right, uh, compared to what we're used to in a lot of the other uh, DC films, I would say. So, uh, does anyone have any negative, or just, I guess, uh, not positive thoughts? Yeah, I'll start with my only, like, it doesn't it's not even that much of a negative it's just kind of a gripe that i guess since this movie is so long it's like two and a half hours almost you could have or they could have removed black manta almost entirely and it still would have been a decent movie like his ocean master slash uh prince orn king orn king orm king orm uh he was definitely the main villain he was definitely way more important of a villain than black manta and black manta was just kind of around as a mercenary but on the other hand i still really enjoyed black manta in this movie like he was actually a really imposing villain he had an a somewhat believable reason to uh personally blame uh, aquaman for his dad's death so there was like a personal vendetta there and just like as dumb as it is that he makes his suit out of like another suit of armor, I still enjoyed seeing him construct the like pretty much comics accurate, both like two versions of his helmet that like shoot the eye beams and stuff. So like, that's my only complaint is that like you, you could remove black Manta, but I, I would actually still miss him. For sure. You guys have any, uh, anything to piggyback off that? I think the CGI is a little iffy in some scenes. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Kept... some of those backgrounds. Yeah, right? like a lot of the green screens are pretty bad, yeah. and some of the other effects are kind of. You can see where, like, you know, sometimes the the CGI cuts off in some things. Like it was pretty. There's like a little bit, a few little amateurish mistakes, but nothing to really throw it off that bad. 
Did you notice it? It's weird, like, where it'd be like that for the more natural environments, but for some reason, the amount of detail and how they pulled off the, like, the full-on fake backdrops, like, Atlantis and stuff, just somehow... <laughs> It was like yeah. flawless practice. So like Atlantis looked amazing, but when they're walking through the Sahara, you're just like, Ugh. <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. It, it, like how that's how that occurs, but for sure. And I will say for the Black Mantis stuff too. Um, the only thing I would say for that is that it does at least help in terms of setting up for him as like the villain for the second movie. Cause now you have even more yeah. investment in him as a character. That'd I mean, be my only thing to say. That's definitely what they were planning on doing, especially since he was like the post credit scene was like, Oh, he's still alive. And with new allies. Yeah. But, uh, Danny, I know this was your first time seeing this, right? Mm hmm. I you uh so when we watched it you were very 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 reluctant. Oh in yeah, this, I didn't and you want were to like watch a DC movie ever again. <laughs> and listening to as as we go through it, you're just the excitement in your voice as you're also dying on the sidelines, but you're just like also showing some life and and some joy. Yeah, I love this movie. I think that this is one of the best DC movies in general. I would honestly put it in. You know, we've gotten quite a bit of DC movies. I'd put this in the top five, you know, maybe even three. You know, I think it was that good. And it was, I think it's easily the best DCEU movie. Um, I think it just barely beats out Wonder Woman because I still think Wonder Woman is great except for the, the ending. But yeah, I just, I love this movie. I it, it hits on all cylinders. It really does. Or fires on all cylinders. It is just it's so much better than it has any right to be for an aquaman movie no one uh when before this movie came out i was the only one really excited for this and people gave me shit they were like yo this movie's not gonna be it's like even people that like dc movies were like i this is no one cares about this dude yeah. this dude we didn't get suck. a trailer for, until like a couple months before the movie uh. came out so we were like oh they're they're definitely hiding something it's gonna be terrible. yeah and I'm just like, I, I read the comics for Aquaman. I really enjoy Aquaman. Besides, like, Batman being, you know, normal, like, Aquaman's my favorite powered hero. And I'm just like, this is what I've been waiting for. And it's Jason Momoa. Like, this is going to be insane. And we get it. And holy crap. Like, uh, Brandon here, I remember I asked him, like, hey, dude, I'm going to go see Aquaman in IMAX. Do you want to come with me? And he's just like, hell no. And I'm just like, come on. And he's like, no. And so I go and watch it. And then he watches it later. And Brandon, how did how did you feel after seeing it? It's a good film. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you wish um, you went with me now, though, right? Right? I This would be a great movie to no, see in IMAX, I, I, I think. I didn't get a chance to have, like, initial thoughts. Um, I was going to say, basically... The one thing I have with this movie, and it's not like a terrible thing to like be mad at or feel like it did wrong, but you could literally not have this, not see this movie, and the DCU is completely unaffected. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know, it doesn't have to affect the DCU, of course. But if they're going for that continuity and shared universe kind of feel, then you know, there's some sort of Maybe Aquaman 2 will do that if it ever comes out, but like nothing is affected. And again, it's one of those things that like a superhero movie can be a solo story. It's totally understandable. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's MCU movies that do the same thing. 
But I feel like to have it post Justice League is a little awkward because you kind of had your big major team up, um, and you would think Aquaman would, you know, basically get the trident for Justice League, but he gets it after fighting like one of the biggest bad guys ever. Yeah. So it's a little awkward if that makes sense. Like it's just kind of and. and I'll, I'll go on record. I've never been an Aquaman fan. I've never read an Aquaman comic. I've never watched a TV show, anything like that. And I've always, like most people, thought the character was kind of lame. And with this movie, I never really watched anything like Jason Momoa was in. So I didn't really know how he'd be as like an actor, you know? So it's just, I, I got to say, it's a good film. Yeah. Yeah. But it does have some continuity errors in the way. Like, I feel like it doesn't add anything. I, it is weird that they mention uh, the Steppenwolf thing like once. Yeah, it's just like you beginning. fought Steppenwolf and saved the world. And then there's like the other yes. guy in the bar who's like, "Hey, you that fish boy?" And then, like that's funny, but it's like, yeah, he should be saying like, "Hey, are you one of those dudes who saved the world?" Yeah, I very much feel like these directors of these movies, like at least the the good ones, are very much so aware that everything is kind of just a huge mess behind the scenes. So they're just like, we're just going to focus on trying to make a really solid trilogy and just give you just enough just to say that, yeah, it's in the same universe, but you know, let's, we're just going to try to do our own thing, which in a way I think is, is good because like I get irritated with the MCU movies a lot with like how many references are always crammed in and like how overly connected everything is that I just, I like, that this movie kind of just does its own thing in a larger universe. But yeah, I feel like that some of the events of this should have like had way more of an effect on the outer world and the placing of it is awkward, but for what it is, I think it's just fine. It's you don't even have to watch justice league. Yeah. It's like pretty damn good. It's not perfect in any way, but like you watch it and it's like the only DC movie that feels like a, fucking comic and it book feels movie. like a dc yeah, yeah, yeah. movie yeah, like i watched i was like this yeah. is dc this is not them trying to be marvel this isn't some experiment or whatever this is just a dc comic on the big screen yep i think exactly. i guess in terms of the relation uh because also we're looking at like it's dc at this point and, and, and it's not even that long ago it's three years ago like this is uh in the three year span we've had we've had what like four movies come out now Mm -hmm. and all of them feel completely separate from each other oh yeah like you're gonna it's like we're not i'm not defending it but like we we're not gonna see whatever happens in aquaman like the results we're not gonna see that in shazam we're not gonna see them birds Mm -hmm. of prey or wonder woman 1984 and stuff and it's it's in this weird point too because you see pre-justice league everything is potentially getting connected we're getting all of that together and right after that you're seeing that whole fall you're seeing the studio execs still like chickens without their heads running around being like i have an idea it's genius <laughs> and they're all like yeah sure snort some cocaine make it happen and everyone's still like what are you what are you, what are you guys what are you guys doing with our beloved properties i don't understand yeah and oh go ahead sorry it's sorry uh they fall apart in terms of like or we're still gonna do solo movies for all these characters we've been like building up but also not all of them or they're getting delayed and also we're in the middle still of how many announcements have we had for movies thus far and how many have actually come out and you can't tell still 
where's the identity? Where's the direction they're trying to go here? Because now it feels even more shattered because it's like, yeah, we're getting awesome solo films, kind of like, at least with Aquaman and Shazam. And everything around that, though, you're just kind of like, but what do we, is it just these? Or like, what's what else is going on? And then they're like, yo, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. And you're like, well, it, it uh, feels like DC slash Warner Brothers is just trying to pick and choose the things that people did like from the Justice League movie and just like try to keep that going, but then nixing everything else. Because like that was one of, Jason Momoa as Aquaman was one of the few bonuses or pluses that people had for the Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. And so they're Only like, OK, with... we'll keep the Aquaman movie going. We'll do that. People kind of liked Barry Allen. We'll keep that movie working in the back in the back burner. But like. People really didn't like this, like, brutal, you know, kill everyone Bruce Wayne. So, eh, we can, we can do without him. And, like, Superman, eh, people don't really care, apparently. Eh, I don't know. It's, it, it doesn't make any sense it, to me. To, to piggyback off of what Comron was saying, too, it's just, you know, Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad, and, like, BVS, Snyder Cut, and Man of Steel all very much feel like they're in, that they're in the same universe. Well, Wonder Woman and Aquaman, and from what I what I've seen of Shazam, they all look like they're in the same universe, but a completely separate one from the from those other movies. Because like tonal wise, yeah, like the bright, different. like the more brighter colors, still a little bit more serious, but also having more fun and everything. You know, it's still those feel like Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Like those, that's the universe I really want to see. The way that they that those movies are shot and presented, everything like this is that's the DC universe I want to see on the big screen. I think for for me at least, uh, it, the the tone doesn't necessarily mean like it needs to feel separate. Like I think each one can have its own individual tone easily. Like at least Aquaman, we get like how many different we get fun, we get horror, we get deep adventure and action all in it's one such a jumbled it's, mess of a movie but it works it, it works so well yeah, like it's, it's two, like, like he's I out said, a lot but he's right it's like a two and a half hour movie almost and it doesn't really feel like it, it doesn't feel like that at all no and you're like wait how is it already two and a half hours like i could have sworn this was like an hour and a half and or something action is so well shot and it's so good uh, these yeah. are some of the best fights i've seen in and like a superhero movie and there's no shaky cam or like getting up in your face it's just a really well shot fight and it's just like i want this guy to direct a batman movie you know let's see there's a there's a lot we want from james wan Uh, and it's like his the whole thing with james wan too is uh this man is a director of horror films yeah like that's what he's used to and you know like he's going from all these horror films like that some are i believe there's one or two that might be underwater but others are like straight up like not poltergeist but they're like the weird um you got i mean you got saw insidious conjuring uh furious seven uh the nun annabelle and aquaman yeah Yeah, so all the (laughs) i guess like what would you call it like exorcisty type movies right no like haunted natural horror it's 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 more like psycho thriller in a way like psychological thriller i feel like because saw one keep in mind that apparently wait he directed Uh, the original saw Apparently, yeah, according oh, to Wikipedia. Oh, uh, shit, Wikipedia. when it was still good, when it was just one. It was... Uh, that's but, good, though. And he directed, you, know, you said, Fast 7? Fast 7, yeah. Actually, I, still have to, I still have to watch as Fast dumb as that movie is, it's got a lot of great action in it, you know, so... Yeah, and he's also produced pretty much, like, every Saw film. And he also produced the new Mortal Kombat, 
<laughs> so the guy obviously knows what he's okay, doing. Okay, get him yeah. to direct Mortal Kombat and every other DC movie that comes out. Like, put him and Patty Jenkins. I know Patty Jenkins messed up 80, Wonder Woman 84. I would still love to see them two in charge of the... And see where they go. Like, it, the bright colors and everything. Like, this felt like a sup- the Superman movie we should have gotten. You know, great action battles and everything. And, you know, but still have that kind of lighthearted undertone while still talking about some more serious issues and everything. And I love the way that this movie just kind of, you think that they're going to do the cliched thing and then they don't. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of little moments like that that made me enjoy it more. And we, at least we know for sure he's doing Lockman 2, which it was supposed to originally come out in, next year, mm-hmm. in 2022. But because uh, the Batman and Black Adam got pushed back to next year, uh, who knows which of... It was supposed to be Aquaman 2, Shazam 2, and The Flash were all supposed to be 2022. So at least one of those will stay, and then two others will probably get pushed to 2023, I assume. But we don't know which ones yet. They haven't really given us anything besides the release dates of uh batman and black adam so far but uh maybe because i mean we, we know for sure at least it's coming like it's not going to get stopped like yeah. this one is it is inevitably coming within yeah. the next year or two at the most but and shazam uh, too and the other ones like i though yeah these, the these they've been, they've actually haven't been too bad after justice league so i think we will be seeing sequels i don't know what's going on with harley quinn or any of that i don't really care to be honest with that part of the, like the suicide squad and everything i'm just like eh, i'm just it's not who i want to see to be honest oh the 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 upcoming suicide squad movie? yeah like i mean i'm sure it's gonna oh. be great but it's just like i don't really the suicide squad oh, it's just, just the the picks yeah i got you i mean i uh i'm excited because james gunn seems like he wants to do this where it's like at least with guardians he's more contractually ob- ob- obligated where mm-hmm. like this one they said which move? Which uh, project would you ever want to do? Here's your choice. And he went, "I choose this one. I want to do this." Yeah. One. Well, we got to keep in mind. We don't know if that's actually true because you know, if we look at the past, apparently, um, like Zack Snyder had full free control of like his Justice League, but then recent articles have come out stating that he actually didn't. Well, yeah, that's. So I think that's a little bit different though, because with the. With James Gunn, they straight up gave him, like, there has been everything stated that they were like, yeah, carte blanche for this guy. Whatever he yeah. wants, yeah. he gets it. And no, to the I, point where he even, like, gets Starro. I get he, that. I get that. It's just more of, like, I feel like they still have their fingers in the projects. Oh, potentially. That we, that we don't know about. I know you that know, like, for, for, for sure with Zack Snyder from the, the stuff I've read that he had pretty much full creative control up until BVS bombed really bad at the box office. Then they mm. really sunk their fingers in with everything. Um, and I know that James Gunn, I thought he was in charge of like the whole like cosmic side of the MCU, but it does seem like he's kind of done with Marvel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they did say not to diverge further, but he, they did say like, at least like the original plan was supposed to be, he wanted to do a mantis. Yeah. Uh, Mantis uh, Drax it was a Dra- Drax movie yeah. um, after three, but I don't think that's going to happen anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be over like 10 years working on Guardians alone. I know. Yeah. You get tired of he it. He said, I mean, like, I... he said after Suicide Squad and then Guardians 3, he has nothing on his plate. Like, it'll he'll have his chance to I... figure out what's next. Yeah. Oh, and besides Peacemaker get... as well. Yeah, no, I get it. You get burnt out. You know, yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, I think that shows how good Aquaman is that we've 
I mean, what else could he say? But it was, it was really good. Yeah, yeah uh, I guess to really entertaining to give us some more time here. Uh, looking through, we talked about it how it felt like it got robbed, uh, at least award wise. Oh yeah, for, I think so. Uh, the oh, costume yeah. design and the visual effects, um, at least like for Atlantis itself, because well, that like it's it's like c- certain things were great, like the the trench creatures and. Oh, yeah the uh oh god what were the crab people called the brine the brine i kept wanting to say the krill and then i was like no that's not right uh yeah like the i loved how interesting and different the brine were and like the how the trench were basically like feral yeah yep is super completely this made me want to see way more like this is the first dc movie dceu movie that to me fleshed out the DC universe and made me want to see more of it. I'm just like, I want to see way more of Atlantis and what their, their culture, now, the different creatures and everything. Now, aren't you super mad that they canceled the trench movie? Oh yeah. I'm dude. Furious. Isn't that so just, and that, so that's what I was, I was going to say right after we talked about uh, potentially like when Aquaman two comes, but after that, he was supposed to direct the trench. And it's like, think about that. This dude is, really good at horror films or like that's his bit that's been his like his main plate and he now is like oh cool i'm doing aquaman and stuff and oh there's this really cool these creatures that jeff johns created and stuff that they're already taking and he's like i'm sure it was like him and probably johns worked on a little bit too but he's like hey can i take this and like make this its own thing imagine like a dc horror film like you're gonna get a horror movie and it's underwater and it's just like oh my god yeah green light and now they're like, well, now, well, you know, we always announce all these movies, but we can't follow through with all of them. So we better cancel some more. Right. I know that and the the New Gods movie I, that that would have saved him. I think those two would have really saved DC. And now it's just like at this point, I'm just like, I just want to see the Aquaman trilogy wrap up. You know, I got to sit down and watch Shazam and I, you know, see what's going on with that. But outside of that, that's kind of it, you know, and the it's Batman. hard to. It's still hard to, they, they're still, it's like, even though they've announced God knows how many films and we don't know which ones are still being worked on or not, or at least haven't done my research yet. Uh, everything's still riding on that coming flash movie. That's supposed to be like, Oh, this changes whatever we want to change. It's going to be the reset to fix everything. (laughs) Yeah. And if it's like, are, it's like the big question, are they going to fix everything? Is it going to be for better or for worse? Like, how is this going to come out after and what direction are they trying to pull with it, too? I think is the big question. You could definitely tell what direction that they're going in. I think, without a doubt, that they are going to eventually merge the Matt Reeves Batman into the DCEU, even though he's on another world. I think that that's going to happen, and that they're going to kind of maybe do a thing where Ben Affleck kind of passes a torch on to that, and he kind of fades out as Batman, and that they're going to do. You know the multiverse. I don't. I can't see Keaton sticking around. To be honest, I could see him just appearing in Flash, and that's it. Unless they do a Batman Beyond uh, series, and then they're gonna do you know the new Superman movie, which I think is a, you know, if you're gonna do a Black Superman, I think that's great. But why not do the the actual Black Superman characters who have you know unique origin stories and yeah. everything who haven't been adapted to the big screen yet? You know, do that instead of just giving us the same origin story again. It's, yeah. it comes down to that we talked about it a bit on uh a couple episodes ago i think brandon you were on with us for that side talk episode right 
Um, when we talked uh, about the Black Superman. The announcement, yeah. Yeah, and it's like uh, this whole thing of which one would sell more and also the like lack of faith in their pre-existing black characters like yeah it was one of those things we talked about how like the 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 reason they probably did that was because the name cal kent uh is synonymous with like you know Superman did you call him cal kent this, or, yeah. <laughs> i know you're tired clark clark kent uh, yeah like the clark name, l clark, Clark L. <laughs> Cal Kent isn't actually that bad of a name for a character. Cal, yeah. uh, I'm sure there's a kid somewhere named yeah. Cal Kent. Uh, but, you know, the name is synonymous with Superman. Yeah. It is within that mythology. You, They were probably thinking if you put that name on the character, people will go, oh, that's the Superman character. So that gets them to like go watch the movie, basically. Yeah. yeah. I very much so think you would have to do, what is his name, Calvin Ellis? Is that the yeah. Calvin uh, President Superman? Yeah, yeah, Calvin Ellis, and yeah. then who's the Zod one? Val Zod from Val Zod. Earth Two. I think you would very much so have to go to the like the Miles Morales route, where you establish Henry Cavill Superman as the Superman, and then you spin off the Superman series with, uh, you know, by doing like the either a Cal Calvin Ellis movie or the Zod movie, you know, or you know, do a Steel movie. A good Steel yeah, yeah. movie. I would love to. I love yeah. Steel. He's one of my favorite characters out of Superman. You know, he hasn't imagine, been done justice in live action. And imagine that type of influence because, I mean, it's like you're not only getting a character who is powerless, but a character that builds himself up from nothing yeah. into someone that powerful. Huh. Like, that's that's a really good, that's a good story. Yeah, that is yeah. like, that's amazing. He's a black engineer. That's a great character if you want to, like, you know, show off, you know, it's i what are they i don't know what they're doing yeah well it but, just seems like dc has no confidence in their actually black characters and they're just like exactly no one, will, no one wants to see this like val zod or calvin ellis or steel or whatever uh, but like like brandon said people know uh kal-el people know uh clark kent like that'll sell movie tickets i saw a tweet least... that pretty much summed up like how i feel about this and like you know like uh, it was on twitter and like, you know you see a bunch of like black comic book fans they were pissed off about this They're like why are you giving us you know white characters just change into black to appease us you know instead of like actual yeah. like original black characters you know that, that's so insulting to to minority people who are just like you know here's the same character but now they're the same race as you so you it's like it's condescending right? <laughs> do you feel better now yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh the only thing they got going is just the Michael B. Jordan produced uh, Static Shock movie. Oh, that's that's, that's awesome! I want to see yeah, Static that's going to be that that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I hope. But um, otherwise, uh, looking at this, like, yeah, we were talking about this at least proceeding from Flashpoint. The only things I think we could say that might stay the same, of course, is freaking Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll you know they'll probably keep Captain Marvel the same. One made them the like same. a billion dollars. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like besides those three, though, like and probably Harley Quinn. Like I think. Those yeah. four are probably the main four that are going to stay the same post uh, whatever changes from it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, if they do Flash before Aquaman 2, I think Aquaman won't get that affected anyway. Like, I don't think it'll stop whatever James Wan is working on yeah. for the future films. Um, but uh, just to... <laughs> I guess reel back into the movie itself. 
uh just one last thing to talk about really just the characters themselves how did you guys feel specifically like the origin like how an origin is done for a comic book movie like we get it through like having uh is it nicole kidman as atlana yeah and then um is it tamara morrison i believe his name is let me double check but i think it's tamara morrison uh who plays arthur's father uh yeah the clone yes Django. Fett. yeah the clone <laughs> we yeah we made I, a little too many clone wars jokes there but, i thought uh, it was all really well done i can't believe how much i liked ocean master as a villain too like yeah. how well everything just clicked with this movie yeah dude and, even ocean master's stupid helmet that like should not have looked cool still looked cool dude ima- <laughs> imagine someone's like yo i bought you the ocean master suit like how happy <laughs> like it, the, how they made a purple comic book suit look with amazing like a spartan helmet that he wears underwater in the and the eyes adjust yeah. like you can kind of see emotion all, in his eyes all the suits look dope in that yeah, movie dude, yeah the, the moment that arthur walked out of the waterfall in like the orange fish scale with like the uh, the green gloves suit i was just like oh they, I don't even read Aquaman, but he looks exactly like how I picture Aquaman in my head. Ugh. You can tell that this whole movie was made by people who actually love Aquaman, which I didn't think yeah, the people yeah. outside of Comrade. Like, I've always liked him as, like, a character that, you know, I always liked it when he showed up in, like, Justice League or, like, you know, through other characters, but he was never a character that I wanted to see on his own. But, I mean, just how well they pulled it off like you know the the black manta like seeing his like original super friends type uh helmet and then you know the original costume and everything i was excited when i saw him finally put on the original costume and he's a badass he like did a bunch of near killing blows on arthur because he's just like not playing around yeah it was everything about it and even like i told you that movie's got the most metal villains ever yes they're awesome they're hardcore they're like they don't play around. They're here to like kill Aquaman. Like, yeah, no hesitation. Yeah, and I actually buy Ocean Master as like a devious, cunning villain. Yeah, because he's like he manipulates shit to get his way exactly. Like he brought Arthur in front of him because he knew Arthur would challenge him to a king fight, and he's like, "Oh, cool, I'll beat the shit out of you because I've been fighting underwater for like my entire life, and you only kind of do it sometimes," and then I'll be the legitimate king because everyone will have seen that I beat you. And it worked. And he then proceeds to go around uniting all the kingdoms either by, like, force or just, like, intimidation. Or just tricking people. Yeah. Yeah. And he becomes, like, a legitimate villain to the point where, dude, I, I loved the fight with the brine at the end. We literally were like, this is underwater Star Wars. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we also mentioned a, a few times throughout the movie that, like, it's so nice to see a, a hero character with, like, nice, supportive parents that are still alive. I that's, That kind of goes back to the, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of, like, you know, making fun of all those cliches. Because as soon as he walks up, like, approaching his dad, you're just like, oh, here we go. They have a bad relationship. They don't get along. And then they just hug and go to the bar and drink. I'm like, that's yeah, great. They drink, they drink literally all day. Yeah. And, and like, I I did not expect the uh, any of the DC movies ever to make me cry, and maybe this only worked specifically for me. But like, I really like the the kind of shit that really gets to me is the idea of like seeing someone that you never thought you'd see again or whatever. And this movie did that perfectly, where like 
early on uh atlanta or atlanta yeah atlanta yeah uh she has to leave and go back to atlantis and she leaves you know arthur and his dad alone and he literally goes to the edge of the pier because he's like a, a lighthouse worker and he goes to the pier at the end of his lighthouse like every day waiting for her hoping that like maybe she'll come back today and he did that for like decades and then at the end of the movie when aquaman has like freed his mom from her like deep marianas trench uh like pretty much like prison prison or whatever (laughs) like slash the lost world of dinosaurs it's like apparently the seventh kingdom (laughs) like she finally like he goes down on the pier he doesn't even see her and he just like walks down on the pier and he looks up and that's when he sees her and i was just like oh Oh, they got me. Yeah. They got me so good. I was happy. I was legit happy when they got back together. And it was just, it's, it didn't feel like it was trying too hard, this movie either. You know, I, I hate to keep going back to, to Zack Snyder, but you know, you look at like Man of Steel and everything and BVS, it feels like they were trying so hard with these bad guys. Like, look at how evil they are. They're, you know, they're just brutally murdering everybody and ripping heads off and like, you know, like with the dubstep machine showing all the people getting smashed in Metropolis and oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, that's so it, they're trying so hard. But in this movie, I bought every second that Black Manta hated Aquaman, that he wanted to kill him, and the scene where he turns around and asks him for help, you know, to save his dad was so well done, and it was just perfect. Yeah. I can't believe how good this movie is. It's a freaking Aquaman movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I never expected. I didn't think I felt. <laughs> yeah. Like, I never expected to, to be this excited to watch an Aquaman movie, like, again. Because I was just like, you know what? I haven't seen this movie in a while. I really like this movie. And I just, watching it again, I still really, really enjoy it. I've seen this movie, like, at least three times now. Can you Can you imagine the satisfaction I felt and currently still feel that it's like, oh, Comron was right, and also, <laughs> you hate your character now is one of the best movies out there. I, I, I'm happy it's, for it's you, a, Comron. It's it's a great feeling yeah. now. If only I could swim better, it'd be even better. That's a, that's another part of it. it but, mm. um, yeah, it's, I think, too, what I wanted more a little bit was just even more. And it's like, just goes more. So like the unfortunate of just like, I wanted more mm-hmm. trench. I wanted more adventure because one thing this movie does that I feel like no other comic book movie has done is make it feel like an adventure where yeah. you're going just on a quest. It's like, we're going on a quest to do stuff. And it's like, you got feeling of Indiana Jones and Lord of the Rings, which are two of my favorite, favorite like some of my favorite things and they just put it together and they're like you ever want to see like a lord of the rings battle but it's like underwater and it's with crab people and you're like what and they go like will we have it and you go to what you watch it and you're like i i can't the sharks the seahorses i can't fathom how good this is but like it, it's insane that we haven't seen anything else like this i think the closest movie of all the comic book movies that even comes even remotely close, maybe is Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. I got Ragnarok I vibes from this, but even then, like 
Yeah, I love the I mean, not even just like the humor, but just like that feeling of like, oh, we're going to different places yeah, and we're just doing stuff. And all that. It, yeah. I Yeah. And I just I love that it didn't feel like it was trying to be a Marvel movie either. Yeah, it it just feels like its own thing, and it really makes you feel positive for whatever's coming next, at least in that specific lane. This movie also made me really sad because I'm just like, you did this with Aquaman. Why couldn't you do this for everybody else, guys? Like, you're so close all the time, and you just trip at the finish line. Yeah, I think you posed the question last night when we were watching the movie, like, if you had gone back to when I was a child and told me that DC was going to put out a series of like shitty Superman and Batman movies, but actually make a good Aquaman movie, what would your response be? And I was like, you'd be fucking wrong. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no way you make a good Aquaman movie in a shitty Superman or a Batman movie. There's no way. Yeah. And they I did guess, it. Yeah. They did it. Oh, yeah. Way to go. Were you DC guys and Warner really? brothers. Yeah. Doing Before... the, un- the unthinkable. <laughs> you did the impossible. <laughs> and not the way we wanted was... you to. <laughs> Before we do end it, I do want to ask you guys, what do you hope to see or get out of the sequel? Hmm. I mean, definitely more Black Manta. Yeah. And whatever... Uh... Oh, God. The, the Asian guy that's... Dr. Shin. Dr. Shin. Okay, I couldn't remember. Uh, Like, because, I don't know, that was one of my only gripes in this movie. It was Dr. Shin is treated as, like, a kook. Like, he's insane. Like, how do you you think Atlanteans exist or whatever? And uh, he just, like... I don't know. It makes makes no sense to me that there's so... Should be so much evidence for uh, the Atlanteans existing let like maybe you can rationalize that like aquaman could just be like a dude who has underwater powers and he's not like an atlantean but i don't know it just seems like especially after orm uh threw a bunch of ships back on land and stuff like that (laughs) like it's weird that people were like huh that's random and odd and like dr shin's the only one who's like no it was the atlanteans i'm not crazy like, I want to see him come back in the next movie with Black Manta and, like, expose the Atlanteans and see how the Atlanteans react to that. Because, I mean, one of the only times in the comics that, and I don't, I don't remember, I think this was, like, an Elseworld thing, but one of the only times in the comics where I was like, oh, shit, you should actually take Atlantis seriously, was when they were in, like, a, a war against, like, the Amazonians and, I think, the surface world. And they literally just like dropped a continent or like a huge chunk. That of was a uh, that was during Flashpoint. Uh, right. They they literally sink the mascara. Some of the mascara then invades and takes over Britain and just kills all the men there. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, wait. So the Atlanteans have the ability to just like destroy land entirely, like potentially. Yeah, yeah they potentially. have like quake. They have like uh, quake powered weapons basically so like could, like massive earthquakes and so it, it would be cool to see that, like dr shin uh exposes the atlanteans and then like people go to prince orm again and are like hey you were right the surface world's coming for us now like i don't know it, they could go so many interesting ways with it and i i don't know i i guess that's 
making it sound like Black Manta would just be like another mercenary, but like, yeah, I I want to see more Black Manta stuff because I just thought he was such a cool character. Yeah. About you, Danny? I really want to see them build up this because I mean, even even though I think everybody kind of knows that Black Manta is Aquaman's big bad guy, like Batman is the or like Joker is the Batman and everything, like. Even people, the most casual people know, like, oh, Aquaman's that got the the scuba diver guy and everything. So I really want to see them, and they've already got a great start with it. I really want to see them build up that rivalry between these two, and I just want to see more of this world. I want to know more about the history, the mythology, how Atlantis works, all the different creatures. This, yeah, just keep going with what you're doing in this movie, and just you know, have fun with it. You know, keep building up these characters that we all really like, and just yeah keep going in the same direction and Brandon, you know what at this point ignore all the other stuff in the universe <laughs> just do your own thing just yeah. to restart with aquaman yeah <laughs> how about you brandon i just want them to keep the momentum going like this movie obviously was having a good time and you know it was serious when it was serious but it also didn't take itself serious and i think you got to learn about you got to learn from that because at the end of the day you can do whatever you want with superheroes at the end of the day these are fictional stories. They're kid <laughs> stuff. That that were originally meant for kids. And you could change things up and make it for a more adult audience that's grown up with these characters and all that. But I want the sequels to learn from this and go, okay, how do we push this further and make it bigger and better? So I think that's the number one thing to take from it. As far as like the characters go, I think, you know, I've I said Black Manta is like an amazing villain. I just love the pure hatred for Aquaman. I think that makes him a great villain in his own way and makes him stand out from other villains. And I think if you're going to make a trilogy out of Aquaman or a film series and continue with this, then I think the cool thing to do with the character would be like make him like the boogeyman of Aquaman. Like he's in the background. Like, you know what I mean? He's kind of like the monster hiding like somewhere in the room that you don't know yeah. what they're doing. He's but John Wick. He's, That'd be super cool. Yeah, he's like the one in the background setting things in motion and like making Aquaman's life terrible. I think that's the best way to go about it. And then when you're getting to the end of that arc, he comes back out as like the big villain behind everything. Yeah, what if he oh, shows like, up and terrible. he just like kills Volko? Like not maybe not off screen, but like away from Arthur and he's just and Arthur's just like what who killed Volko? Like I don't know. Yeah, so I think, you know, however they go about it, he's got to be a character that keeps coming back. Yeah. He's got to be the one making Aquaman's life miserable one way or another. So after that, I'm not too sure, you know, I just want the movies to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. For sure. I just want the movies to be fun to watch. Like if this is the character you're going to make fun to watch, then make the character fun to watch. For sure. You know, I, again, as objective as possible, I have no connection to these characters. I have no connection to the actors or actresses or the entire cast, really. Like, Except I, for William Defoe. Oh yeah, he, he's in his own league of you know of actors. But you know, it's just one of those things that's like, at this movie had no expectations for me at all. It raised no eyebrows, and when I saw it, I was like, "All right, that's damn good. That is a solid superhero film." And if you can continue that, that's all I want. You know, it's not perfect, but it's not terrible in any means at all. It's definitely really awesome. All right. Uh. I guess the only thing I would say is what I'm expecting, uh, just because 
someone who's I, I don't know everything like i didn't read every anything really like pre-flashpoint so i don't really know too much on that end of that history besides like some key points of aquaman but i do know uh i feel like you know if it is anything like the comics like you're gonna have stuff like dr shin uh potentially exploiting aquaman for his own gain of course like he something's gonna happen where his exploitation of aquaman will cause a lot of harm to either aquaman personally or atlantis but also i think in this next coming film black manta will probably be like eye for an eye and then go and kill his dad because that just seems like the most just because also normally like you know at least in the comics like his father already died before this so it's surprising that he is still it's like not surprising i guess that he's still alive but it's just like you know good things like this can't last like this you know reunited love and everything else so i'm just like i'm expecting it i would love it if you know they still survive and it's like you stay away from that tragedy but you're like oh they still you know there's but they, tragedy they in built the movie. they actually established and built them up enough that if it does happen it's gonna hit you way harder yeah it's gonna it's gonna suck when it does and you're gonna feel really bad uh, but that's definitely something i do expect um i'm very curious to see what they do with the trench since we're not gonna get a trench uh, at least for now we won't get a trench movie if ever but you know what happens to the trench now that aquaman controls them and like uh if they utilize uh the guy that was chasing them merc the guy that put his head in the toilet uh he's like aquaman's main like commander and bodyguard in the comics so i'm like will he be something along those lines he definitely looks different because in the in the uh the book he's like this big hulking guy that's like missing a hand and like one of his eyes is gone and in this one he's like kind of looks like some assassiny guy in a suit so it's like hard to say but he is still alive so you never know what's gonna occur in this film and of, of course you're probably gonna get some political infighting and whatever stuff like that going on but we'll see what and then you know hopefully some more Dolph Lundgren riding a seahorse because who doesn't want that really right like that's uh, this that's like you. <laughs> that's your king over there Can we just, I love that this movie didn't kill off the villains either like I hate when superhero movies kill off the villains I'm like keep them alive I want to see them again yeah you could do more you can like make it reoccurring like that's yeah yeah I mean like the biggest one for that is probably like Black Panther but yeah. uh yeah but all right uh anything else before we end here our shortest episode ever all right well in that case you guys have listened to the cut of steel our dceu podcast and we'll be back again uh we were on basically like a two-month break uh i'm not too sure what our distance will be in between each episode from here on but we do have three more film episodes after this and then we'll be changing to a different format but uh we have shazam birds of prey and unfortunately, Wonder Woman 1984 has come to HBO Max, so we can knock that out uh, to everyone's disdain is it and reluctance. That bad? It's oh right, so Danny bad. hasn't seen it. Oh, it's, it's just gonna... like the movie is honestly like, eh. there's nothing. In my opinion, I didn't hate it. I was just like, okay, that happens. I was. So many I would say I was. I was personally insulted, but that's just. There, there's just so many plot holes and so many like just logic jumps that make no sense. Like. Like literally, it, basically, it, the the crescendo of the movie revolves around every single person in the world not being a selfish dick. Mm. Literally, everyone has to. Mm. Yeah, you'll you'll see you'll see it when you when you watch it you'll under uh, you'll you'll understand. Who knows? Maybe Daniel will be like, "I love this." And we're all gonna have our minds blown. <laughs> but uh, Danny, where can people find you? 
You could find me at www.thirdplanet.news. You could also find me at www.dannybenson.com. And that's it. All right. Brandon, where can people find you? I have the same name for everything. That'll be Jiggity Jones for all things Instagram and Twitter, whatnot. And if you want to know about comic book stuff, you could always check out Danny's website where I write some comic book reviews. I took a two week break and I will be coming back for some newly fresh ones. And you can always go to Apollo City Comics Podcast to check out anything comic book related as we do commentaries, reviews, and whatnot. You can always catch Brennan, Brennan and I there, occasionally Kamara and everyone else here. And uh, yeah. And James, where can people find you? I also have pretty much, <clears throat> excuse me, the same screen name on everything like Twitter, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. Uh, at Invader Jim124. Yeah, friend I, James on uh, Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah, if you want, I guess. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I also am a co-host for Super Side Talk with you, which is also on this channel. Yeah, speaking of, uh, you can find our this, of course, on the Sutra Side Talk channel. And with our main show, Sutra Side Talk, our weekly show, where we talk about games, movie, TV show news, as well as what we've been watching and playing. And I'm so happy to announce that you know like after the, this is coming out this friday so this will be out on the uh what 21st uh the following week on that monday we should be releasing our 100th episode of sutra side talk which i'm really really excited about and it'll be a mix of uh, our normal news we got like big stuff like we're actually going to be talking about more dc stuff because it's like uh the whole wb uh shift going from AT&T to like discovery and stuff but like we'll be talking about a bunch of different things a bunch of what we've been watching and playing plus uh the future of all the shows and everything else or what we what we're planning on and whatnot but that's going on and of course we have Sutra Sidewatch which myself and the now dearly departed Brandon Blocksdorf uh <laughs> we <laughs> we would do uh every other week and talk about uh specific films and may is actually our george lucas month so we talked about uh thx 1138 and american graffiti and june we are returning to james bond where potentially maybe uh now that uh our dearly departed brandon is (laughs) (laughs) with brandon gone we have our other brandon to fill in and talk about james bond with us um but otherwise we also have up to it down to it uh where myself and some friends will talk about a random topic and that actually should be coming next friday uh with another new episode and we're gonna try to be more uh consistent at least on a monthly basis with that one but that has been the cut of seal i hope you guys all have a great time i hope you guys all go and watch aquaman because that movie's fantastic and we will catch you sometime in i would say less than a month for Shazam in episode eight. But see you later. See you later. Later. I'm something of a podcaster myself.